0: Hello all. So today on this podcast, On Purpose with Jyoti Nani, I have my very special person who has mentored and coached me last year and is one of the most important person in um, my life or in my journey last year. I am here to introduce Stacey Prier. Stacey Prier is with KBCC as well as a working real estate uh, consultant. So she's not just a coach, but she has the real experience of the industry. Welcome Stacy. Thanks Judy. how are you? I am doing good, how about you? I'm doing great as
1: well. And yes, you are definitely doing good. I just saw your nomination, so congratulations.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Stacey, so um, first of all, I wanted um, our audience to be able to know more about you. So tell us about your journey. Okay. Wow. How much time do we have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: okay. So I started in real estate uh, in 2011. That's when I first started getting my license. I had a, a degree in um, advertising and marketing. So it went quite nicely uh, with the, the uh, real estate uh, background here. So When I first got into real estate, I ended up uh, co-managing a brokerage, an independent brokerage, um, with my now ex-partner. And then after that, I went to a couple different bigger brokerages, and then I decided to um, open my own uh, Rebel Realty. Uh, So long story short, I've kind of run the gamut. I've done everything from admin to marketing to sales research and development, and now coaching, which has been awesome because I get to help elevate amazing people like you. Uh, So yeah, that is my journey in a nutshell.
0: That's really great, and you've you've actually expressed a lot of assets of yourself, uh, being a manager, being a person who has uh, been in the industry, and I see you do a lot of other activities as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, so uh, we would definitely want to know your outside real estate uh, work as well, your passion and your involvement with the community. Absolutely. So one of the things
1: that I'm very passionate about is giving back to the community. So charity events is my number one. Um, and something that I do with the team is, um, so Elstar here in London, we support uh, Child Can and sorry, we support the Salvation Army, but we, my partner, we also support Child Can. Um, so one of the things that we love to do is dress up as superheroes. And we like to man um, the Salvation Army stations, um, I am the resident uh, Supergirl, she is our Wonder Woman, and we have a whole gamut of realtors that dress up as different superheroes. So that's something that we love doing and look forward to doing around Christmas time. Um, I also just recently started a passion project, uh, which is called Blazed Phoenix, and that's my band. Um, and I think it's really important to have a healthy work and personal life balance. Um, Coincidentally, a lot of my personal life balance also is getting involved in the community, networking with other business owners, Um, because at the end of the day, I love talking shop. And I think that now the the culture is all about collaboration, not competition. And post-COVID, I think it's really important to do those networking events and go out and meet people and see how you can support other people's businesses, because inadvertently it does come back to you.
0: Wow! Well, wow, that's great. That's the catch line. Collaboration, not competition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is really amazing. And I think, yes, you're right. I'm also seeing that difference here. Um, the pres- uh, perspective has changed completely where people are now more open to discussing and talking uh, as compared to previously. So this is, um, I would say again, another gift from COVID no matter what. Um, so Stacey, again, you, <clears throat> Didn't mention uh, the super characters, and I think that is something that is amazing because when you are handling so many things, <clears throat> different hats that you're wearing, uh, this character really fits you very well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jodi, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always get to wear my cape in
1: public, but <laughs> in private, I secretly have it on underneath. <laughs>
0: um so we would want to move on to your coaching part of it what um drew you or what was the um motivating factor moving that side
1: there was a time in my life where I was again um things had changed so I had um lost my brokerage my ex-partner um just changed direction and I just knew that it was time for me to try something different and I wanted to give back that's no matter what's going on in my life, when I have a chance to actually give back, it helps me refocus um, instead of you know sitting in a place of negativity, anxiety, depression. Um, so with coaching, um, because I was lucky enough to build um, the foundation of a brokerage from the ground up, um, I really was able to jump into some systems operations and procedures uh, roles which luckily was uh, something that KVCC was looking to align themselves with. Um, And KVCC always has uh, an impeccable reputation. Um, I also thought it was amazing that it was a female, it was a female owned uh, coaching system where you don't often see that. And also in this industry, it has been very male dominant. So I thought that Kathleen herself was very interesting. And then started doing some research on her. And she's very, very uplifting. She's very motivating. Um, and everything she does, she leads with love. And I thought that those were values that aligned with my own. And I wanted to give it a whirl because I was ready to promote myself. And I was, I'm i always in the what's next. Not the, you know, most times people will get into that situation where they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, like I'm, I'm you know, in a funk. I'm always what's next. What's next? What's moving my needle forward, right? Instead of dwelling in a rut or dwelling in a funk, I always look to grow because knowledge is power and again with KBCC when you lead with love, you always are open to receive different opportunities. So, that's kind of the roundabout reason why I got into coaching.
0: <laughs> and I think that resonated very well. Um and I'm glad that I found you cuz lots of
1: love for you (laughs) Jodi
0: same here a lot of things are there which I think relate a lot um, uh, to a great extent same thing like I want to achieve more and like I don't know it's like never being getting satisfied with what you have or what you have attained always look for more is something um, has been taught from the very beginning so this is something I am I really liked and I'm not sure like probably when we we started at that point of time I had gone through various coachings uh the best part is there are systems and procedures in place which attracted me um and and again like you said Kathleen is a very different person and being female um not that we are you know no no, no. <laughs> But it is something that I thought, uh, again, resonates well in terms of she she takes all her energy and then, you know, um, brings it out. And it's all in her aura. And that speaks volume.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the other thing that I love about Kathleen is when you come to her with a situation or if you come to her with a suggestion, she she doesn't she's very open and receptive to hearing it. And my favorite line of hers is, how can I support you? It's, (laughs) she's always, she's like, that seems amazing. How can I support you? And that's something that I've also kind of adopted into my own vocabulary. How can I support you? If there's something that I'm not sure I can directly handle or help with, I know that I can support someone with it. So I think with you, Jodi, it was really interesting because I remember, (laughs) I remember you were one of my first actually. Um, I was given a handful of clients, and I remember when you had told me that you had gone through previous coaching uh, systems. And I was like, okay. I was like, I got my work cut out for me because I want to be better than the other systems. I want to be able to reach you, and I wanted to be able to really motivate you and help tap into your areas of genius, which is what KBCC is all about, right? We do have standardized systems and structure and the tried, trusted, true ways of doing things, but we're very customizable. And the other thing that I think that most people don't realize is that we do have an MLP component to all of our coaching, which is neuro linguistic programming. And a lot of people don't realize that if your heart and your mind, or if your heart, your mind, and your body aren't all in a line, your business isn't going to be in alignment either. So that was something that we wanted to kind of get into with you. We wanted to tap into where you really wanted to be in future forecast and really design your career by engineering that roadmap. And I think that that's maybe where you had some roadblocks because you were trying to fit into a box that was already preset, but you're very much an out of the box kind of person. And I think that you very much are an overachiever. And when you put something that's just standard in front of an overachiever, sometimes they get bored. Sometimes they get lost in it because it doesn't fit their mold because you're not a mold. You're not in a mold. You know what I mean? You're such a vibrant person and you have so many different aspects that in terms of coaching you, I wanted to create a holistic program for you. So we did have something that attacked the mentality of business. We did have something for Um, your mind like to keep you interested right Um, and you were also doing your workouts and getting out there and you know what I mean so having having those four pillars like your heart mind body and then in your business you started to see everything excel the other thing that I think that you were really good at and again maybe wasn't focused on uh, with previous coaching is your community involvement is your aptitude for marketing is your aptitude for getting out there you know what I mean? You are your product. And that's something that um, I preached to you <laughs> for a long time. It doesn't mean how many listings you have, you are your product. And I'm so proud of you every time I see, and I, I get excited when I see your mini you. So I love that your daughter, like that was something that we, we did project, right? That was something that was on your wish list. So I love seeing you and your daughter out there. I love see all, seeing all your videos and your podcasts. I'm I am your silent cheerleader. If I'm not always liking and loving it, I do see it. So very, very, very proud of you, Jody. Very proud of you.
0: Thank you so much. And you've made my day today. I would say <laughs> the exactly entire weekend, uh, I'll be joking. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, uh, this is like, uh, makes you meet with various different personalities, um, and different kind of challenges that each and every person is facing. Um, how does it keep you motivated? because then when you talk about heart, mind and body, you know it's there are different energies flowing around so to keep oneself consistent and being able to you know um, maintain and perform in your own business as well how do you keep, um, you're self-motivated
1: so sometimes when you are some people call it ADD some people call, I call it overachiever syndrome because I can actually like we can complete our tasks right so I think for me and me personally I'm a multifaceted thinker right so I have my my brokerage rebel and I have my oh. agents that I now you know I take care of guide and we're getting them launched I have my own personal career Um, so I have my own set of clients that I have to, you know, manage and help find the perfect place, uh, their forever homes. And then I also do the coaching and then I do the band on the side. So I think for me, staying motivated is having those different aspects within my business. Um, and the reason why is because it's always ever changing in terms of my clients. It keeps me relevant because I am still trading. I am still managing a brokerage. I am still, you know, out there in the field. So I'm able to pinpoint and pivot when the market changes. I'm able to identify the flow. I've been in the business now for uh, 10 plus years. So I just had my my 10th anniversary, so to speak. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, obviously, I got my license when I was 15. Just <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah no so seriously i think one of the things that keeps me motivated is really seeing everybody's successes so for me to um teach or preach to someone i'd never like to put my mouth where my money isn't so it's very hard for me to ask someone to do something that i haven't done myself or i don't ask my girls to do um so when i coach i coach uh based on our systems but also from an organic level what's going on in the market what's going on in their lives. And I really try to tap into that and maybe intuitively or empathically having some compassion for people and seeing where they're at and just really being able to tap into what they have to offer. That area of genius is so important because there's a lot of things that you and I can do, Jody, but there's things that we just don't want to (laughs) do. So, how do we find something that we love doing and it doesn't feel like work and we can continuously do it like for hours and hours, right? Those are the things that motivate me. That's what leading with love and literally being passionate about everything I do and watching other people grow is what makes me excited. And that's what gets me up. And that's what gets me on zoom every single day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, you did mention about the market and that's where my next question comes Stacey. What do you see um, in terms of what's happening? We are in unique situations right now. Uh, So many different factors are there that are affecting the market um, and the persona. So the different seller and buyer persona, some people say we are in buyer's market, whereas others are saying we are getting there. So what is your take on the market at the moment?
1: At the very moment, I think what we're we're seeing is a couple different A couple different things. Um, I think that we're seeing there is the normal shift. Mm -hmm. So usually July, August, September, we do see like the end of July, August tends to be a little bit quieter, but really what's going on right now is uh, interest rates, right? So there's been a lot of different hikes, but the interest rates are actually normalizing. So what we know as hikes is something that's actually what a normal market is. So we're seeing a little bit of a reset where we're, there's more new builds coming on. They're like actually being able to um, be livable. Um, sorry,
0: I'm so sorry. I, my- Oh, I, I haven't seen him for the longest time. I know, oh. he hears your voice. So
1: <laughs> Leah wanted to say hi to you. Hi. Sorry, Joseph, Joys of uh, I'm Zooming from home, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry about that but yeah so in terms of the market there's a normal lull uh with the dog days of summer then we're seeing the interest rates increase so that's resetting the market in terms of we have a lot more listings coming on um which we normally do uh rather than january february right so usually there's a shortage so right now the listings are in abundance so there's more to choose from but we did see a buyer withdrawal So instead of buyers coming out in flocks, we have the normal amount of buyers. So that's why days on the market are a little bit different. We're not seeing as many multiple offers in in different situations. Uh, I wish I had a crystal ball where I could predict uh, the future. Um, But what I can say is just basically trending and tracking off of what happened in 2008 um, it took a couple years for the market to reset. And again, I kind of entered into it uh, in 2011, but my partner at the time had started in 2006, I think. Um, so it's it's all cyclical. If you look, long story short, <laughs> everything's cyclical. And usually, if you're looking at an economic cycle, it's a seven-year cycle, So when this market started going crazy, I like to say it was around November of 2016 for London. So if we take 2016, then go 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023 is the reset. So we are right on on time, right on target uh, Mm -hmm. to reset our market. So what I think is going to happen is we're going to see more of a balance coming out I think there's going to be a balance to buyers and listings. And when we did have a balanced market, listings were on the market for anywhere from one to two months. And that was normal. It's not normal to have 26 showings in two days. <laughs> like, And people are like, what do you mean? Where did everyone go? Are they all in the Muskoka's? Like, are they all on vacation? So yeah, I think that that is my generalized, in a nutshell, this is what's happening.
0: That's true. and. Uh, The fact that negotiation is coming back and you have more time to discuss, think about things and think rationally about things and not jump on to paying any price. that you feel right right now. I think that time has come where uh, everything makes sense and you are able to, you know, understand different perspectives. Um, right now, the buyers that I am working with, um, I like because most of them are numbers people, and so we go back to the historical data and then in the future c- calculations. So that's that makes it interesting and. Um, Yeah, we are there uh, looking for the, you know, so they call the best deal (laughs) and the best property. Uh, So there is time and there is a possibility now available uh, compared to uh, the last couple of years, I would say.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you had mentioned about clauses. There's a whole there's a whole legion of realtors that have never used clauses before. And that's something that I'm starting to teach again, like the the strategy behind clauses. Mm-hmm. what it actually does to protect your buyers and yourself as a realtor. Um, like I put in an offer, a uh, condition on sale of a home. And <laughs> realistically, I was like, I don't think this is going to get accepted. But it did get accepted. And then the condition on the sale of the home went and passed. And the home didn't sell because it's a million dollar property in the country and needs some work had we not put that clause in. Who knows what would happen, but in a pivoting market, you need to be able to use the tools and resources that you have to protect your your buyers. So, yeah, definitely.
0: And in terms of, this is a great um, take back that I would say, uh, I think we did talk about when we were, I mean, you were coaching me that the seven year cycle, it's kind of a refreshing memory Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's that I can use now. Yeah, definitely. yeah. So this is something good. Uh, but in terms of you know, <clears throat> that's very interesting. One of the reels that I did uh, yesterday, it's uh, like uh, the question was asked, "Where do you see real estate in next fifty years?" And I was talking about all tech uh, concepts that are there, uh, in terms of digitally printed houses, buying and selling using cryptocurrency, and in fact, I also talked about the uh, ordering from Amazon and then opening up the box and DIY house kind of thing. So what we do, the sheds, we do um, gazebos and other things which are, you know, you order from Costco and other places and then you build it, right? So believe it or not, I
1: am. if I'm not mistaken, it was Hudson Bay or Sears used to have a house in a box. Yeah. And literally, you, in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. you built your own house. And it literally was like an assembly kit. So it's interesting because, you know, they say history repeats itself.
0: I see. And, and absolutely, you're right. Because all these things <clears throat> that we are thinking are evolving or coming back are the ones which are... Um, already existing in the older times uh, they are repeating themselves may it be fashion industry may it be anything what would you suggest uh, to people who are looking to enter into the real estate industry and haven't yet had a piece of real estate in their life
1: okay so people who are looking to enter into the real estate industry in terms of purchasing right okay not getting their license (laughs) (laughs) okay all right just want to clarify um okay so for anyone that's currently looking uh to enter into the real estate industry and hasn't owned a property yet budgeting is key so there's a lot of variables that you don't take into account when you are budgeting um so in terms of a first-time home buyer there's a lot of different services that are out there for you Jody also has some great tutorials um so what I would suggest is do your research, connect with your real estate agent, make sure that you also connect with a mortgage broker for a pre-approval. Um, you're going to have to have your taxes done and in an order. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. You're also going to have a, a savings for a down payment. It could be anywhere from 5 to 20%, which a lot of people don't realize. Then on top of that is your closing costs, your lawyer fees, your taxes, all that kind of jazz. Um, so really, if you're doing it, you want to budget. The other thing, I'm, and I'm not sure how close you guys are with your parents, um, but one of the things that I would suggest is if you can do some sort of a equity line um, with your parents, that might help get you into the market. Don't start off thinking that, you know, champagne taste, beer budget kind of thing. Um, a lot of people want to, you know, enter into the market and get that 700 to like million dollar home. Whereas our parents started off with, you know, shoeboxes and then work their way up. So that's one of the things, like the idea is just to get in and own a piece of property. Once you own that property, you earn equity, then you can reinvest the equity into moving up and or increasing the equity within your home. So.
0: And thank you so much. So this is with regards to the first time home buyers. Uh, What would you suggest for the sellers in this market?
1: Okay. So sellers in this market, again, you're going to have to do your research. And I know that some people are really kicking themselves because they feel like they're on the tail end of what the boom was. And now they're like, oh, well, I thought I was going to get X amount for my home. Really listen to your realtor is what I can say. And don't listen to your neighbor. Don't listen to your uncle's brother, Bob, that sold two years ago. Listen to your realtor and get them to pull the actual data for you. Um, You want to have realistic set expectations of what the home could sell for, when it could sell for. Don't wait to the last minute. Like if you need to sell, do it way in advance. Um, There's a lot of people that are getting mortgage poor based on the, the mortgage increases. And they're just they're literally bleeding themselves dry. Contact your real estate agent ASAP and get yourself downsized Uh, that way you can continue to keep your equity and you're not bleeding yourself dry unfortunately it sucks because you don't want to leave your home but um yeah contact your realtor again check your budgeting see where you're at with that and if you are going to sell make sure that your home is show ready so you want to make sure that the pets are out of the way you purge any of the excess belongings um, you make sure you have plugins if there's a, a different type of smell to the property. Um, and also, you want to make sure that you do those minor fix ups and those minor renovations.
0: It can go a long way. A fresh coat of paint goes a long way. Absolutely. And I think these are really good pieces of advice that you have given here in terms of buyers. Um, well, you can uh, discuss with your parents and see what's the possibility there. In terms of sellers, definitely look at um, downsizing if you are not able to or or you're getting mortgage poor with the increasing interest rates. Uh, But definitely look at the long-term investment or long-term solution rather than just the, um, you know, right now, right here kind of thing and work your way around it. So- Also, like real estate is a long-term investment. It's not something that will be giving you instant result. Um, A lot of people, when they want to enter it, they always want to think, um, what if the market goes down? What if the prices will go down and they don't don't appreciate? Um, So what would be your advice in that term? So market
1: prices might not, like we saw 200% hikes, For the last like five years, that again was an unrealistic market. And if you did have a property, you essentially won the lottery. Um, Realistically, five to 10% is what a normal growth rate is. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you are going to buy a property, you should plan on holding it for at least two to five years um, to get your money back out of it. Um, The other thing too, if you are going to invest or if you're going to get a loan from your parents, sometimes it's even better to have them on title you can have up to four people on title for a property, and it's doubling down their investment. So real estate in the last couple of years has performed more and yielded higher results on the equity returns than a lot of stocks. So it's always a safe bet. And in terms of prices going down, even when they go down, they're still higher than they were the last year. Aside from like Detroit, that's the only market I can say where they they literally like tanked the market. But again, that was a conspiracy where they tanked the market to, you know, basically wipe out a block so they could build condos and revamp the city at a cheaper price. That doesn't happen everywhere. So and it's illegal. So <laughs> if you look at your market stats, again, call your realtor. Everything ends with call your realtor. Because your marketing stats are going to tell you the data from last year. So even though we're down this year, we're still ahead. So um, it's one of those things. Real, t- real estate is usually a pretty safe bet. It's a low risk um, portfolio to have if you're looking for an investment. Um, and the only thing I can say is that if you're looking at getting into investing in real estate and having tenants, then that's a whole other ballgame. And we'll probably need a separate podcast for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so you all can see that um, in the last few years, I have been connected with people who actually have um, real good experience in the industry. And uh, I have got a lot of good advices from them. And that's how I um, have been able to serve you all better. And thank you so much, Stacy, for being with me, um, as you all can see she has extensive knowledge um and if anybody wants to move to london stacy is the right person for you to connect with <laughs> so would you like to um mention your social media handle stacy where they can contact you
1: yeah absolutely so um if you guys are looking to move to london um you can hit us up at revel realty london um on facebook or instagram um, or if you want to connect with me personally, my Insta handle is Stacy P underscore Realty or Stacy Preer as seen here uh, on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, like That where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, always giggles with us. Eh, <laughs> and thank you again so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And again, I cannot say how proud I am of you. Uh, keep shining your light. You're doing a great job.
0: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure um, being with you uh, and uh, continue to stay the same. Thank you so much, Stacy, And thank you actually for accepting the invite to come on the podcast. Absolutely. Anytime. So that was Stacey Prier, folks, uh, from Revel Realty and a coach at KBCC, And um, I had the pleasure to work with her. And today, um, you got to meet her as well. Well, stay tuned while we meet with more such um, personalities who are making an impact in the lives of different people and are related in the real estate industry. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like this episode and comment if you have any suggestions or anything to say. Until then, take care and bye for now.